Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And, you know, it's getting kind of sad now. Like, it just dawned on me that we are getting really close to the grand finale, the Bon Voyage of the very first Drunk Gossip Studios. Now, you know, I mean, everything has to change. Um, we're all smart enough to realize that. Um, and what Will and I have been building is great, and I'm really looking forward to recording in there. I think it's going to be fantastic, actually. But I, I, I'm not one who likes change a lot, and and this is a really, really big change um, you know, I started the podcast, and uh, y'all remember the classic first episode. It's where we started joking about how I can't do an episode without coughing. Because I'm hacking up a lung and talking about all the juicy gossip that came out that day. Um, and then, uh, almost a year and a half later, here we are. Um, getting ready to evolve the show into something new again. So, thank you. Um, You know, when I started it, I was only doing this once a week. And then it became twice a week. And now we're a daily show. Um, So, not only are we a daily show, we have a producer. Thank you, Will. Um, But, so, bear with me if I get nostalgic over the next few days. Um... This has been the Drunk Gossip Studios for a year and a few months. Um, But this has been my home for almost two years now. So um, not not only are we taking away the studio, we're also um, moving me. So that's, that's a really, really big change for me. But let's talk some Mariah Carey here. So Mariah Carey, uh, you remember she fired her assistant last uh, in 2017 because the assistant didn't show up for work. Seems totally legit to me, actually. Like I don't necessarily always take Mariah Carey side, but in this case, I, I I see it. I feel her. I'm with her 100% actually on this. If you want to keep your job, show up to work and, and, you know, actually do your fucking job. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and then she had to admit to, um, then she had to admit to, um, being bipolar because, um, somebody started leaking into the press. And the tabloids were having a field day with it. So again, you know, not great, but it was on her terms. Well, the longer this feud has gone on with her former assistant, the more damaging the information has been. Um, She was sued by... um, Let me check. She was sued by someone for walking around in her birthday suit. Like, girl. I get wanting to be naked all the time. Trust me. 
But sometimes when we're with people, we have to be dressed. Not fun. Uh, it, it was her former manager who said that she walked around naked all the time. Um, but back to the assistant. Allegedly, the assistant was making $327,000 a year. Which, for Mariah Carey, is a drop in the bucket. Mariah Carey honestly probably brings that much in in a week, if not a day. Um, it's what happens when you're one of the, the most successful um, selling female artists of all time. It's also what happens when you own the rights to your publishing. You know, you, you get to keep all that money. And you're a songwriter, so boom. Um, she was very smart to set it up that way. So, but, so, so we've been dealing with all this. Well, now Mariah Carey has turned around and countersued her former, or her former assistant saying, Hey, I trusted you, my family trusted you, we loved you, you were one of us, and you betrayed that trust by going and selling my stories to the Daily Mail, to all these other tabloids, and all because I fired you for not doing your job. That's not okay. Um, You signed a non-disclosure agreement, you signed this, that, and the other thing. And, honestly, I know we've talked a lot about non-disclosure agreements lately. Especially with the Me Too. But this is one area where I think it actually would hold up. Because when a celebrity or anyone hires a personal assistant, they need to be able to trust that they're going to be able to keep secrets and whatnot. And the fact that the former assistant didn't do that, I think, is probably going to... Uh, for lack of a better way of putting this, really count against her. It's going to be bad. But you know what's not going to be bad? Me taking a break and coming right back. And I'm back. And you all know I don't really talk about Cardi B. Um, mostly because... I, as much as I, I do think that she has a lot of talent, and I do think she has a future ahead of her... I also truly think that something isn't all there with her. Like, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's talented. But can she add two and two together? Can she... Can she really understand how things work in this world? And to answer that second part, the answer is no, I don't think she does. So, y'all remember the brawl last year she got into with the two bartenders from the strip club? The ones that allegedly were sleeping with um, her husband, Offset. And... So... She was really upset with them for... She blamed them for sleeping with with her husband. Instead of, you know, blaming her husband for not keeping his dick in his pants. But such is the way. Well, 
Okay, so that's all well, fine and good. And, you know, some people might even argue that it's okay that she did it, whatever. I don't, I would never agree with those people, but I could almost understand their argument. Almost. Well, stemming from that, there were two aggravated assault charges that came out. Um, and I believe those are both felonies, plus something else. And there's a very real possibility that she is looking at doing some time. Now, how much time? I don't know. There is a chance that um, the Queen's prosecutors will offer her a deal. You know, plead guilty and we'll let you off with a slap on the wrist or, you know, something of that sort. But she doesn't think she's going to jail at all. I don't even think she realizes she's facing charges. Here's what she said. Um, she was in LA over the weekend for the BET Awards. She And she screams to the crowd, I ain't going to jail. Then she said again, fuck you mean, I ain't going to jail. I got a daughter. Now, We all know this, but I just... I feel it necessary to say... People with kids go to jail all the time. It's shocking, I know. But yes, people with kids go to jail. And it doesn't matter if you spend one dollar on a diamond for for the kid, or... If you... They've had to have spent at least a million dollars on diamonds for their little girl, offsetting Cardi B have... What, what's going to matter is whether or not they, the jury feels as if she broke the law. And at this point, it's really hard to tell because proven, prove, uh, innocent before proving guilty. But I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess that she's going to be found guilty if not forced to plead guilty because there's so much overwhelming evidence there's there's just so much of it out there that I don't see how I don't see how you can't find her guilty maybe there is a way maybe maybe there are things you could do or say or whatever but Going in front of the judge and saying, I got a daughter, I ain't going to jail, that's not how that works. Blaming the girls for you beating them up and leading a riot inside the bar because your husband slept with with them, that's not a good defense. The judge is going to tell you to call a good divorce lawyer. And really, you should have already known that. You're smart enough, Cardi. And y'all are smart enough to know that I'm going to take a break at this point and come right back. And I'm back. At some point, honestly, they're just going to have to give up on Bond 25 
at least in the current incarnation that it is. Um, this set has been nothing but bad news. Daniel Craig is injured. Um, there's no script. It's just a hot mess. I don't know what Barbara Broccoli is thinking. You know, she when we talked about this, she actually had Danny Boyle locked in as the creative talent behind um, the new movie. And she loved the story that he wanted to tell. Um, she was okay with everything he wanted to do. And then he exited the project under the mysterious creative conflicts excuse. Or creative differences, rather. Um, but in any case, they went back to the original story they were going to tell. But there's there's not a complete script. Um, and it was getting to the point where if they didn't start filming soon, Daniel Craig was going to back out because he's too old to be playing the character. Now, I don't know if that's Again, a Barbara Broccoli thing, or if that's a, you know, a Daniel Craig thing. But that allegedly, that's why they started filming so fast, and um, before everything was all set, Rami Malek, who is expected to be playing the big villain in this, is has tried to do his best, but we're going to get to him in a little bit, because he's a known liar. <laughs> so, the latest incident on set is one of the crew members was putting cameras in the female bathrooms. And, I maybe he didn't think he was going to get caught, or maybe he wanted to get caught, I don't know. Um, but, so, another crew member saw and immediately called the cops and said, hey, look, this is what this dude is doing. Clearly, that's not right. Clearly, that's not okay. Um, Essex cops came... I think it's Essex. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Thames Valley Police came out and was like, what is what is this? Why are there cameras in the female toilets? And the crew member allowed himself to be arrested with no issues. But I think it's very telling, like, this is the type of shit that's going on on the set. What are you really doing out there? Call the movie off. Come back with a better product. If Daniel Craig gets too old or doesn't want to do it anymore, so be it. He's Daniel fucking Craig. He's going to stop doing it when he wants to anyways. Um, you know, some people thought, and I don't know why they thought this, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but there were, there were some people who believed that... Um, Rami Malek was going to play the next Bond. There's so many things wrong with that. First of all, according to NT Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights, Barbara Broccoli will never let a person of color or a woman play James Bond. Um, as far as 
a gay actor as long as he can pass this straight because we're not going to be seeing a gay James Bond either. Um, apparently, they're very set in their ways when it comes to James Bond being white and male and straight. Although, from what I've heard in the books, he's pretty bi. So they might loosen up the... They might loosen up the sexuality at some point. Um, but let's talk about the Rami Malek of this all now. Rami Malek is really bucking for world's worst liar, I think. Um, between... Him saying that he didn't know anything about the Ryan Singer allegations, which clearly was bullshit. And now, and now he's saying, uh, let me find the quote for you. He says the key scenes is something that was fabricated. But the thing is, Daniel was injured, so they are shooting what they can. I talked to Carrie yesterday, and the and the schedule has been altered. So, okay, on the surface, that doesn't seem like anything horrible. And there's just enough truth in there to make you question. Of course, Daniel hurting his ankle is going to push back production. He's the star. You can't have a James Bond movie without James Bond. So, okay, that, uh, I'll give him a pass on that, but what I'm not going to give him a pass on is acting like everything is in Dorian other than, other than this whole little Daniel Craig hurting his ankle thing, nothing else is wrong at all, because he's a liar. We've heard the stories from the sets. The police don't just arrest people for putting in cameras over toilets if they didn't do something wrong. So, Rami, I'm going to need you to either practice being a liar or start being truthful. Preferably the second one, alright? I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, I've had to re-record this segment three times. One time... Because someone called, and now someone's playing saxophone music super duper loud. And I just—I was trying to make it perfect, but you know, drunk gossip is far from perfect. Um, anyways, so speaking of music, there has been a concentrated rumination on the lack of pop divas hitting number one over the last um, couple of months. And that was all supposed to change when Taylor Swift released her new um, single, Me. But then a funny thing happened. Old, Old Town Country actually stopped that awful confection pop song from reaching the top spot. And industry experts were perplexed. How could this rapper who has one song out stop the almighty Taylor Swift? 
And we all know the answer to that. This is all Mandy's doing. I'm pretty sure Mandy plays Old, old Town Country on a loop. Just to make sure Taylor Swift never hits number one again. It's not a conspiracy theory if it's true. All I'm saying. Y'all don't know how much Mandy really truly hates Taylor Swift. Alright? <laughs> no, seriously though. Um, and then Katy Perry, when she released um, Never Really Over. Well, that was of course going to be the song that replaced Old Town Country from the top of the charts. And it made it into the top 15 before fizzling out. And here's the thing. I actually like Never Really Over. I think it's a great song. It's classic Katy Perry. Um, but with a little bit more of the um, the edgier songstress that we met in Witness. So at least Katy Perry is... She might be reverting back to what worked for her in the past but at least she's not completely forgetting everything um, from the previous era and trying to pretend like it never happened Um, you know and that's the whole thing like you can't pretend that something didn't happen when we all know for a fact it did so what is actually happening right now well I think there's two things I think the first thing we need to look at is Old Town Country was literally built to be a streaming song. It's just over two minutes long. It has a catchy hook. Um, And it features another one-hit wonder. Although, to be fair, I don't think Billy Ray Cyrus is actually a one-hit wonder. Um, I think he's a one-hit wonder on the pop charts, but I think he had a couple of hits on the country charts. But anyways... Um, that's neither here nor there. Um, but when you add all that together, it's, it kind of lends itself to a big, you know, a a big song. I'm trying to, I, the last song I think that was really big that we all kind of rallied around was, um, Gangnam Style. And that was a dance craze, not necessarily just a song. The last truly big song we had, I don't know how far back we would go, because I can't think of anything that, where we were all like, yes, yes, queen. Um, but then there's something else that kind of bothers me that we're all kind of ignoring here. And that's... We're all, we're all forgetting Madonna. And I know that's really easy to do. Um, a lot of people want to write her off because she's 60. A lot of people want to write her off because um, her last CD, Rebel Heart, didn't do so well. And, you know, she's, uh, she's busy blaming everything else. The, Rebel Heart actually is a great, great Madonna CD. Um... She blames the leak, the the fact that there was a leak. Um, originally, it was supposed to be a concept album um, with two different discs, and then obviously the leak happened, and I think she just grew very frustrated. 
and said, fuck it, one CD, here you go. Um, but I'm hoping one day, like, we get to see what the, the actual album was supposed to be, maybe for, like, the 10-year anniversary or something. Because I'm telling you guys, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's, it's better than Madame X. And I love Madame X. Um, but here, here's where Madonna is always ahead of the curve and always getting laughed at until people realize she's right. For the longest time, um, it was lead single, CD, second single, third single if you were lucky. Madonna completely flipped that script with Madame X and said, I'm releasing five new songs. And people were like, you're fucking crazy. What are you doing? No, Madonna, you're going to ruin yourself. But crafty little devil that she is, she knew exactly what she was doing. Mendelin, with the um, Latin-infused song, was released first as the lead single. But she wasn't attacking the Billboard with Hot 100. She went after the Latin... Um, the Latin charts and what, and it's had a steady rise from there and as it caught fire over in on the Latin charts it also caught fire on the dance charts where it's currently the number one song um, and then she released I Rise which is supposed to be the queer anthem uh, for the summer and it really is that's a great song and again, it's rising in the charts slowly. It's gaining traction with one segment. And as it kind of comes up, it's starting to catch on. It, I think it was like number 40 on the um, adult contemporary charts. Um, and then she released my favorite song, Crave. And she released that, I believe, to the hip-hop charts. But you see what she did? She... Instead of focusing everything on one song, she started focusing on multiple um, multiple charts and broadening the audience. It was brilliant. It was Madonna. And there's a reason why she's the queen of pop. There's a reason why she's the queen of reinvention because every time we want to laugh at her every time we want to write her off as some has been or we want to say her career is over she goes and lands a number one debuting album and says fuck you motherfuckers you want to say I'm done you want to say this you want to treat me like I'm trash go ahead but I'm going to have the last laugh and she's certainly having the last laugh Um, like I said uh, Mendelin is number one on the chart um, number one on the dance charts it's um, I think number 20 on the Latin charts um, Madame X is number one on um, the album charts obviously and I think that strategy she pulled is probably going to help propel Madame X to the highest of heights and maybe that's what Katy Perry and Taylor Swift need to learn you know, it's okay to experiment a little. It's okay to go outside of your comfort zone. And it's okay that a 60-year-old woman is teaching you all of this because she's been around the block. Experience counts for something. 
and I wish I could figure out how to play Mandy saying, damn it, Taylor Swift. But I'm not that crafty yet, but I will. I, I'm going to learn. Anchor is going to teach me. And while they teach me, I'm going to go and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. So, Will would get really pissed off at me if, if he knew about this, but I had planned on doing a Jesse Smollett um, last segment because it's a big story but then at the last minute I saw another story that kind of caught my eye and I kind of want to do that one instead so that's what we're going to do because here at Drunk Gossip we don't use production notes and I change my mind at the last minute about a lot of things (laughs) Um, so we all know the incredibly sad tale of Amanda Bynes she was the star of all that or all that I'm sorry um and it's rumored um by NT Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights that the producers were actually supposed to wait another year and bring her on board um she was going to be a featured player and executive producer and um in In a series of blinds that are purportedly her speaking to Auntie Lawyer, um, she says basically, hey, um, you know, they came to me to talk to me about it. I said, I just got to get out of this conservatorship. Um, And the whole big storyline over there, um, which I want to talk about a little bit, um, is her mom holds... uh, Her mom is is the conservator over her... The fortune she made from um, All Sad, The Amanda Show, and um, What I Like About You. And she actually made a lot of money at a, starting at a really young age. So, her mom is in charge of it all. Um, because she had that big mental breakdown where she went on Twitter and asked Drake to murder her vagina. And given what we know about Drake now, especially with uh, Millie Bobby Brown, I'm starting to wonder if Drake didn't groom her the way he is um, MBB. Um, it, it, there's been no insinuation anywhere else. It's just a theory that I'm putting out there. But um, any lawyer accuses Drake of grooming Millie Bobby Brown all the time. Um, and he himself was probably groomed. I forgot who found him. Um, I think Puff Daddy. Um, and rumor has it he did the same thing to Justin Bieber. Uh, and Justin Bieber probably tried to do it to Carly Rae Jepsen. But Carly Rae seems to have beat this whole pattern of grooming and molesting. And, and you know what? Good on her. Um... I've not heard any of her other songs, but a lot of people think she's very talented, and um, a lot of people think she's very talented and think she should have a much bigger career than what she does. Again, I'm not going to argue with him because I haven't listened to anything except for Call Me Maybe, and that shit gets stuck in my head. Like, it's in my head right now. I'm mad. I'm mad. Um, back, back to Amanda Bynes, though. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if a lot of this breakdown that she had wasn't 
procured because people were taking advantage of her. Now, people are going to look at me like I'm crazy or they're going to say, hey, you know, you can't be putting that shit out there. You can't be saying that. The theory that I'm putting forth is just a theory and I'm making that very clear, but there's a lot of evidence there. Normal females, not that I know any of those, but um, normal females don't go around asking strange men to murder their vaginas. Um, and, and doing a bunch of weird stuff. Um, and, and going back to what we were talking about with anti-lawyer, according to the arc that he's building up on Crazy Days and Nights, it's that she, uh, her mom is funneling money away from her because she's doing so well. And the conservatorship is probably going to come to an end in the next year or so. And, you know, her mom wants to make sure that she has enough money. Allegedly, she just bought a, um, a new house in Texas. Um, and was trying to take away... Amanda had a really good business manager who told her to invest in all these real estate apartment buildings and houses and whatnot. Um, so that's what she did. So she was going to always have a very steady income coming in from the rents. And um, her mom was trying to take those until um, Amanda and then the judge said, hey, no, mm -mm," and started doing some forensic accounting and made everything go back to where it was. Now, this does not seem to be... uh, Like, the Britney conservatorship... Um, again, Andy Lawyer argues against it, saying that she's being taken advantage of, that she doesn't want to work. And that may be. I'm not going to fight that, you know. To be honest, I don't want to work. So if someone wants to take conservatorship over me, please, by all means. I have tons of unfinished novels that we can just pump out on Amazon and and hope for the best, I guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I joke, but I really... I, the day I stop writing is the day I die. Um, but with Amanda, she seems to have found a new passion. She graduated from FDIM, which is a fashion institute. And there was some worry that she wasn't going to be able to graduate because she hadn't paid her tuition for the last year yet. I, I don't know, maybe there was some sort of compromise or something worked out but she um, broke her Twitter absence today and posted pictures from her graduation and this, you know, we talk about how Wendy Williams getting away from her husband was a really great thing Brittany getting away from KFED was a great thing that ended up um, turning into a tragedy but when, when you know that the tragedy has a happy ending at the end of the rainbow I think it really totally makes it worth it. You know, there's so many times, so many ways a tragedy can turn out just to be really bad. But this is one of those times where you want to fling off all the negativity. You want to embrace vitamin C's graduation. 
And don't act like you don't know that song. Because now I have that song mixed with Call Me Maybe in my head, and it is not pretty up here. <laughs> but, you know, you, you just want to embrace the goodness. You want to embrace the positivity. So, I, I'm going to encourage you to do that today. Embrace the positivity. You know, whatever you're going through right now, it's not going to be forever. I, and that's, a, that's definitely a promise. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, cheers.